It's time for Cutler and Bennett on Just the Cats. I'm having a ball every day I walk in because I got a bunch of guys that want to be coached, uh, that want to challenge each other, that are engaged. Um, uh, we got veterans. When you have veterans, they're on time. It starts to lead without even saying anything. They lead. And that's been fun. I, I haven't had many teams with veteran kind of players on it, so I kind of forget that it takes one thing off your plate. But it's good. They're shooting the ball. They're playing. They're competing. That was uh, Swaggy Cal. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, before Bennett says the word... <laughs> Because he has the attention span of a horse. So when I, learned, true. When, when I learned to ride a horse, which I never could do very well, they say, you know, you hit the horse and, you know, with your legs, and they respond right away, but they don't remember because... Some do, some don't. Most I, don't, but three yeah. seconds and you're out. Yes. So because Michael is worse than a horse, <laughs> what I decided to do yeah. was explain to yeah. Michael, uh, I was working on this after 11 o'clock last night, which is fine. Yeah. We, we all have responsibilities. Michael's working too hard. That's the truth. And I'm working too hard right now. And I hope we start working less. But you don't want to hear that garbage. So I purposely wait till about a minute after nine because we're in a commercial break before starting, thinking if I tell him just before yes, we go I on know. the air, I, okay, fine. He'll, hey, he'll never screw this up. So I explain that Douglas, our esteemed producer, is going to play our open. Who's doing a phenomenal job, Thank by you, the Douglas. Way. Yes. And then Michael and I need to shut up. And then they're going to play the cow soundbite. They're going to play the cow soundbite right after our yes, open. Yes. And then Michael should talk yeah, I know, first. I know. And so what does Michael do? I, I screwed it up. He, he went right into yeah. it. And, and, I'm curious. Hold on, Douglas. Did 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 uh, were our mics live when that happened? Absolutely not. See, there oh, you go. So nobody See, knew. You were ripping me <laughs> for no apparent reason, and now I deserve to rip you right back. Yeah, okay, tell the truth. You even said to oh, me. Oh, yeah, I screwed he, up. He, yeah, he said, look, I've, I, we've both been yeah. screwed up in the show. Yes. And one of the things is we honestly like to pick on Thank you, other. Douglas. Uh, Douglas, You're I hate you right now. <laughs> okay. Because well. Douglas did his job properly. Yes, he Thank did. Thank you, Douglas. So yes. Michael says to me, you could rip me, it's okay, which he knows I'm going to do. Oh, and yeah. I, well, I don't remember what I did the other day, and I looked at Michael and went, oh, no, I'm in trouble. Michael's going to destroy me, and he destroyed me on the air. Good morning, everyone. I'm Alan Cutler. Let me quickly set up the show. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to take a break in about uh, two, three minutes, and then at 9.15, one of my favorite former cats, who played for Tubby, yep. who has some funny Tubby stories, Scott right. Paget, will be joining us. And then a man who you break bread with. Yes. A man who, I'm not saying I'm the first to put him on TV, but I went right to him as soon as he got here yes. on media day when yeah. you're doing too many interviews. And I went, oh my gosh, this guy is unbelievable. Yeah. My first thought. Yeah. Because he was so honest, it was just like, Coaches, I'm not calling anybody a liar, but some coaches are more forward than others. Vince Morrow is one of the great interviews in college. And great people. I mean, forget about being an interview. Forget about the fact that he's uh, – I would have to say he is the most popular assistant football coach ever at the University of Kentucky. No question about it. Yeah. And so he'll join us at 930. Yes. And we have some more Cal sound yeah. that we'll play throughout the show. we got about a minute before the break, and, and let me explain the sound bite that I think everybody understood. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they heard it because I didn't say anything, but go ahead. <laughs> Douglas. 
Michael owes you lunch because you saved this, you know what? Yes, yes, I do, Douglas. And don't ever worry about that. I'll always buy you lunch oh, for as much as you've done of, this week. How kind of you. <laughs> so what Cal is saying, that things are back to normal. Yes. That he, what he's done, and he's good at this, by the way, he has put last year in the rearview mirror and forgotten about it unless somebody brings it up. And it's actually a, a very good mental discipline. Plus, he really likes this team. I mean, he always says that. And, and sometimes when he says that, I'm going, really? Uh, because not every team is equally the same. But the potential of this team, I think, is better than a lot of the public thinks. See, yeah, I, I see, I'm with the public. I am not convinced, and I won't be convinced, probably until the start of the SEC regular play. Well, they're playing Duke starting out. You're right. You're right. But still, that game really uh, isn't as critical as later games are. We could we could lose to Duke and still win a national championship. We? I'm sorry. Kentucky could. <laughs> I, I, listen, stop doing that because I'm going to continue to do it. But you're right. I need to say Kentucky. Okay, I, I, I'm going to text Matt Jones now and ask him no, to there have you. There you go again. No, so stop. 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 Okay. Please don't do it because I'll tell you right now, Vince yeah. Morrow. Uh, I, I'm in top five of his favorite media members, really? by the way. Yes. Right, wait a second. You and that guy, other guy you just mentioned, he's in the top three. Is what he said to me okay, that's on fine. the radio. is like, that doesn't sit well. You're dude. a liar now. You are a liar. How am I a liar? You are a liar, and you're going to apologize there. to me right now. <laughs> what? You made this big deal on our first show. Yes. That you're not in the media. Oh, that's, that's true. Okay, so okay, now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Now you said okay. that you're one of his top five in the media. Yes. Okay, so you want to be in the media when it's to your advantage. That, oh, absolutely. I, listen, if I ever argue with my wife, I always take whatever advantage is going to get me to win, which I always lose. So, no, you're absolutely correct. So you have a better record winning arguments with me than you do Patricia. Oh, absolutely. She's far smarter than either of us put together. So I'm sure your wife is as well. Uh, well, she knows how to handle me. <laughs> And, and, and I, I'm learning. Yes. No, I'm, I, I'm a failure, but I married up. Okay, this is what we are going to do. Yeah, we're going to take, take a break, yep. and Douglas will get Scott Padgett on the phone. Uh, I don't know how well you know Scott. He, I don't know him at all, he, other than a basketball player. He's funny. Uh, the setup is there were a handful of guys through yep. my decades yep. who would come back at me and enjoyed it, and when they got me, would give me a smirk. Scott was one of them. He took an interview as a, as a goofy challenge. That's nice. It, it, Scott's, I, I think he's great people. Anyway, right. it is Cutler and Bennett on Just the Cats. Now, back to Cutler and Bennett. All right, we're back to Cutler and Bennett on uh, Just the Cats. My name is Michael Bennett. Alan Cutler is here with us as we are coming to you from the Dupree Financial Group down in Lexington, Kentucky. And yeah. Scott Padgett just texted me, are you calling me? And Douglas tried. So, Douglas, you will try Scott one more time, please. Thank right, you, perfect. Sir. Yeah, if you want to uh, get into see and meet Tom Dupree, I suggest you do because he can take care of your money and everything to make sure you're taken care of uh, when you retire one of those days. But you can... Re- you can get a hold of them at 859-233-0400. That's 859-233-0400 to pre-financial group. They're located at 237 East Main Street in an absolutely beautiful office uh, downtown Lexington. And Kentucky. they have given us their yes. conference room yes, to do the have. show. And, yes. and, and they've been great. And actually, I guess they're not here today because usually Tom would be yelling at me yeah. by now. Yeah, you're exactly right. But listen, uh, we've got to, we, we might have a remote in Louisville coming up. But if you would like us to do a remote... 
Uh, all you have to do, and, and listen, they're very economical. Plus, usually I like to do it before a game, basketball, football, whichever. And I'll give away two tickets and uh, a parking pass. But we're going to be giving away two tickets to the Tennessee game coming up. And I'm looking forward to that because, you know, that game sold out right now. Are, are you surprised it's sold out? No, I'm not. And by the way, really quick, if somebody yes. wants to talk to you about advertising, and we've already had responses. Which oh, is yeah, lovely. we've had a few. Yes, what's the uh, email address is Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, at JustTheCatsRadio, or well, JustTheCats.com. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado. Oh, he's on. The one, the only, the man who led Kentucky in scoring in this little game against Utah where they just won the national championship with 17 points. Scott Padgett. Scott, good morning, dude. How are you? Doing good. How are you doing, Mr. Cutler? <laughs> oh, no, no, I would stop with this Mr. Stuff. How are you, man? Seriously. You know, good. I, How are you as, doing, man? I'm, I'm lucky and blessed, and, and I've got a guy sitting across from me who likes to bust my chops, so if you ever hear the show, um, you will like it. In which I'm very good friends, I believe, with your cousin, who is a U of L fan, which I'm very disappointed. But Scott and Barbie Dickens are very close friends yeah. of mine, and and, and they're always uh, busting my chops because I'm a UK fan. You know, uh, she's one of the ones that got away. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> she certainly did get away. If you know Barbie, man, she doesn't hold back on anything. She would control all three of us at one time. Oh, that's that's no impressive doubt about it. Especially if it's Scott, because Scott is not a controllable person. <laughs> hey, hey, Scott, when you first heard the obvious, just your instant reaction, that Tubby's going to get up in the rafters of Rupp, you know, what you think of Tubby and, 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 and what he has meant to you in your life and career and that kind of thing? Um, well, first, I was, I was excited for him. I think he, he, you know, to put in the time that he, he did in Lexington, everybody knows it's, it's – Obviously, the job, job comes with great expectations, and, and sometimes uh, maybe expectations even that program can't meet, you know. Uh, but at the same time, I think he always handled himself with, with great class, you know, in a, in a time now where you've got about six or seven programs going through, uh, uh, you know, NCAA investigations and things like that. You never would – it wouldn't even be remotely heard of to hear – uh, you know, Coach Smith's program being involved in that, and uh, you know, to go in there and, and and win a national championship and to follow up. I mean, like I, I tell everybody, like Tubby and Joby Hall kind of had a similar, you know, kind of kind of situation where you come in there and the guy before you is just beloved and he played this rock star style and he, you know, the great personality and everything, and then you got to come in there and follow that up. Uh, is is very tough, and I think he did it, uh, obviously, uh, at a very high level. Um, so I'm really excited for him. I think he deserves it. Uh, he's been a guy for me that, like, and I think you'd hear this from a lot of our players, um, Coach was always Coach on the court. But, like, if you talk to Coach, you know, walking by a hallway or something, he was he was more like, you know, that father kind of figure where he's talking to you about things that are going on in your life, your family, your girlfriend, different things like that. And, and basketball was left to, you know, to the, to the court and to the film room and things like that. So, um, you know, for me, he, he had brought something different than I probably had from any other coach in my career, both before and after, because most of my coaches were coaches and, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? But he probably Absolutely. Scott, this new. is Michael Bennett. 
I'm, I'm sorry, Scott. Uh, this is Michael Bennett. I, 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 let me ask you this. How long did it take for the team to adjust going from Rick Pitino over to Tubby Smith style of basketball? See, you know, I always laugh when people say that Tubby won with Rick play, Rick's players. I, I said, so first of all, we've, we've won a national championship. We've been runner-up before you get there doing things a certain way. And anybody who knows you know, 18 to 22 year old males who've had success. Uh, why in the heck would we want to change? You know, we've been doing it this way. This works <laughs> to think that we didn't have egos and think that we didn't know, thought, uh, you know, that none of us thought we knew it all would be crazy. That's right. Like to win it with somebody else's players, to me, not players who failed players who succeeded might have been one of the most impressive things anybody's ever done in college basketball because it did take a long time for us to adjust. And, it, and literally, we had, you know, we had a team meeting. Everybody's heard of it, but we had a team meeting after Ole Miss, and literally the team meeting was, look, Coach Smith is staying steadfast in what he believes will help us win. The only way this is going to work for, is for us to get, it, get on board. And I tell everybody, like, like that, getting all of us to buy in and believe in him was probably the most impressive thing he did that year because we had all been trained that pressing for 40 minutes and getting after people and going for steals and shooting threes in transition and all that stuff, that was the way to, to, to win. And guess what? We had won that way. So now we're going to play inside to out and play a pack, almost kind of a similar to a pack line kind of defense, and you're not getting anything in the paint, and we're not gambling, and yes, we'll press here and there, and yes, we'll still shoot the three, but not at the same level that we've done before. To get us to, to buy into that was the most impressive thing he did. It's a great comment. Uh, take us back. You win the national championship. If I remember right, you're down by like 10 at the half. I think Utah out-rebounded you guys like 35-23, but you guys really shared the ball. You were the leading scorer. You win it, and what's the next 20, 30 minutes like? Was it, other guys have told me it's like an out-of-body experience, but what was it, it like for you? Yeah, like, it was one of those, like, because, I mean, I had, like, when the game's over, boom, you just live your, your lifelong dream. You know, like, you don't know how to respond to it. Like, from the time I was, three years old and and you know i'm my dad's taught me who sam Bowie is and i'm yelling boo every time you know they throw him the ball kind of thing to to that moment my dream had always been play for kentucky win a national championship well like when it happens like that you don't even know how to respond and it was almost like you're looking around after the game and like do we go hug do we run in the stand like you don't know what to do. <laughs> and it, you know like because you've been training so much to get to this point. Well, you know, we never practice like what you're going to do after you win it. <laughs> you know? So it was a crazy thing. And, uh, you know, it was almost like you were in a daze through the fact that, that when you got back to Rupp and celebrated and, and like, and you see how much it meant when people were showing up at the, you know, at the airport and following you to Rupp Arena and the bus. And, you know, it, it was. It was just one of those moments you you just don't you don't really know how to act.
Yeah, I can understand completely. Now, the, the, the team was coined the Comeback Cats, and Jim Nance did a great job of uh, making sure he always said that when uh, he was announcing one of the games. But uh, did y'all ever get really nervous, or did you have that type of confidence that uh, it doesn't matter we're down by so many points, we know we're going to come back? Well, I do think what, what helped us is we had been through some moments, you know, throughout the year before earlier in our careers where we had been down and, and came back and made big runs. And then we, we were a very experienced team, you know, like I was a fourth year junior Shep was a fifth year senior, you know, Allen's a senior, Cameron's a senior, Nazi's a junior, Shimu had, you know, like he had played at Manhattan in the NCAA tournament and sat out with us, but he's a fourth, fourth year junior. We had so much experience that like you've seen a lot of things that maybe other teams haven't seen, uh, and I think to be honest with you, like, I, I still remember this day, like we run in and they're walking in at halftime and we're down 10. And if you were watching, if you knew nothing about the game and you're watching the two teams leave the court, you would think we were winning, you know, we're running in, they're walking in, they look dead tired. And I remember we walked in and, and Jeff Shepard's like, they're dead guys. Let's go get them. You know, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like, let's, you know, like, let's come out in the second half and let's go get them. And, and you kind of slow walk them down, and you knew you had time. And you know, ten points it sounds it's a it's a deficit sounds like a lot, but you know, you put three stops and three scores together, and that could happen in a minute and a half. You know, like you know, it's <laughs> it's, it's not much. Scott, that's a great comment because I remember you being down, and the Utah team walked by me, and that's really weird. Their heads were down, and I had forgotten about that till you mentioned it, and they looked exhausted. It's like they gave everything they had and there was nothing left. It's That's a great and, comment, and it speaks volumes of the confidence you guys had. Uh, you got a goofy tubby story before we let you go? And, dude, it's just nice hearing your voice, especially with all the crazy interviews we did. Story. You know, like, I, I don't know that Tubby had a lot of goofy to him. You know, he had that, you know, Tubby has his laugh, you know, and we all kind of would, would, would mock the laugh, you know, because he's Let like, me hear <laughs> it. Let me hear it. You know, like... <laughs> You know, like it's kind of that belly almost. <laughs> you know, like, but like, you know, the two that the two things I, I like when I think about like looking or, or or something like that is 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 Tubby when he's in that great mood that 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 laugh, and then when he's getting on you is, is that look where his eyeballs look like they're about to pop out his head because he, he oh, absolutely really a, a screamer. Yes, he wasn't really a screamer yeller. You know, like. And, and definitely not in, in the in the mold of like what we were used to because Coach P yelled a lot, you know. Uh, oh, absolutely. So, the, the, so. the two things I remember out of two coaches from the University of Kentucky are uh, Tubby Smith's look. That I mean, I swear he the could stare. Oh my gosh, I, I think that it, it was it would burn lasers through you. And, and the other coach was Rich Brooks, and I experienced that personally when Rich, when Rich I asked had a, a stare. Oh my gosh, he had a stare. But uh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one last quick thing. What's the nuttiest thing Patino ever did you guys in <laughs> practice? Outside that he threw you out of practice, I heard more than once. Well, I don't know if it's nutty. I mean, he threw me on the treadmill one day, told me, don't get, get on the treadmill and don't get off till I say so. So, you know, we were going through practice and they went through three, four, five drills, whatever, and I'm still on the treadmill. And, like, they finally go to a water break. And Winston Bennett goes over to Coach Patino. He's like, Coach, uh, Scott's been on the treadmill for an awfully long time. He was like, oh, get him. I forgot about it. It's 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, you're the best. Uh, 
I wish you nothing but success for you and your family. Your son's a walk-on player at Kentucky, which I'd love to talk to you about some other time. Um, we appreciate you coming on, and you belong as a head coach in college, and it's going to happen to you again, sir. Well, I appreciate it. And like I say, I want to say it real quick. I'm so proud of this. Like, I, I, I've been around the program just because my son's been there. I'm so proud of what the football program's doing there. Uh, you know, like, I feel like they've done so much with a lot of programs around campuses. Like, when I came back, it was like, it looked like a whole different school, and everybody has the best of the best. Mitch has done a great job. The university's done a great job of supporting all the programs. And like I say, like, seeing the football program, like, I got people calling me up that, that had nothing to do with Kentucky saying, man, your team's rolling, you know, and, and so I'm proud of them. Big game coming up next week against Mississippi State. Get it back on the, you know, the winning track, but I'm really happy for them. Uh, it's nice of you to say, uh, Scott Paget, because the fact that we've got Vince Morrow coming up uh, on the show in just a couple of minutes after you, and uh, and we'll make certain that he knows one of the former greats of basketball is going to be uh, is talking about that. <laughs> well, well, I know this from my son. Everybody loves Coach Morrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Everybody does love Coach Morrow. So. All right, Scott, thank you very much for coming on with us. Dude, uh, I, we really appreciate yeah. it tremendously. And uh, let's keep in touch. And anything, you don't need anything from me. But if you ever need anything, you know I'm here. All right, sounds good. You guys have a good day. Thank you, you Scott. Same. That's great stuff. And, and what a perfect intro. Exactly. To the one, the only. Vince Merrill. So I, I'm really excited. And Vince is on right now. Is that yes. what you're telling me? Coach, I didn't realize that. Coach. How are you doing, Vince? Uh, what's going on? How you guys doing? Was that Scott? Oh, we're doing Man. fantastic. Did you just I, hear I what Scott like... Paget said about the football program and 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 the compliments he just? Could you hear that? I heard a little bit of it, but I mean, just here having Scott Paget on, man. You know, he's a legend here, and I really just appreciate his support. And uh, you know, it's it's, it's kind of good to tell you that when you got basketball guys talking about football, you know, something is changing here. I, absolutely. That's the one thing that uh, you and Mark Stoops have talked about since you arrived in Lexington is that you want to change the culture. And, and you know the culture has definitely changed when Cal has basketball media days and he had to field just as many questions about football no, it wasn't as he just did as basketball. No, no, that's not true. I, it's it's exaggerated. I'm trying to make Vince feel no, good, no, no. okay? Because tell I'm one of his favorites. I, I, I like Vince too, but don't lie. But I'm one of his favorites. I don't so. care. That's the difference. I don't there. care. Tell the truth. Yeah, you do. And actually, we're going to play a sound bite later in the show he said some wonderful things about mark and, and we will play that but it was like <laughs> one question in 46 minutes i watched the whole You're thing jealous. no You're i'm not jealous, jealous. no i tell the truth it was 46 <laughs> minutes it was one question and 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 cal was lovely about mark and we'll talk about it later tell the truth or vince tell the truth who do you like more me or alan cutler he hung up <laughs> vince are you there Douglas, did we lose Vince? I do think we lost him. Okay, this is what we're going to do. Um, we're going to take a break real quick, and then we'll get Vince back on the phone. This is Cutler and Bennett on Just the Cats. Now, back to Cutler and Bennett. All right, this is Just the Cats. My name is Michael Bennett. Alan Cutler with me, along with the great coach Vince Morrow is on the phone with us. Vince, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. I apologize uh, for that. No, no, don't worry. I, we we kind of thought you hung up because of the fact that I was asking you to compare who you who who you like more between me and Alan Cutler. That's what I was worried about. That maybe maybe you didn't want to answer that question. It is horrible because I, I I really like Alan. Man, I 
I didn't know Allen was on this. I missed Allen. I ain't seen him in a while. Wow. Well, you're exactly correct. So, uh, uh, but uh, Vince, let me ask you. Coach, you, uh, you okay. need to know this is our first week of the show, so I just came out of retirement to look at that pretty face across from me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Well, good good luck with that. Thank you. <laughs> yes. I need it. Wait, wait, I don't know if that's a positive thing or a negative thing. So, uh, Vince, let me ask you a couple questions. Uh, number one, uh, I, I notice um, that there's uh, obviously can't say his name, but there's a big recruit that's going to be visiting some other really big football programs. When you have a commit visit official visits to other programs is how does that make you feel are, are you always confident that uh, listen i'm not worried about it do you get a little nervous what does that make I'm you not, feel like no because no, I, I i look at it different like is that a lot of these kids i recruit <clears throat> they come from backgrounds that really don't have the financial means of things so unlike other coaches i don't get all twisted up in the air i really 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 feel i have a great relationship with my with the kids I recruit, and I tell them, hey, go take a, take visits. You know, you ain't never been nowhere. Your mom ain't never been nowhere. You never got on the plane. I, I'm totally different. I, it's at the end of the day, you got to recruit a kid all the way until the day they sign. And and my percentage and my uh, of us, you know, selling them guys has been pretty high. So I'm I'm not worried at all. Look into your personality, which is vivacious, enthusiastic. And what makes you such a good recruiter? And I got one other thing. Everybody says they care about kids, but I've gotten this from other people in making phone calls. Mm -hmm. The one thing I get about you, and this is a this is about the nicest thing I can say, is that you're real, and the kids trust you. And then other kids have told kids you're recruiting that you can trust this man. And I think that's huge, and I think it's a wonderful compliment. Have, were you brought up that way? Is that, you yes. know, as a person, forget the fact that you're a great recruiter, but as a person, what I hear is you're a great guy, and kids trust you, and the word trust is something we need more of in our society. Well, I really appreciate the compliment, but I have to go back to uh, my granddad, who was a bishop, my my dad who was a you know a man of the cloth and my mom was minister of music i mean we just grew up in a family where you know we love god now i just all my brothers and sisters say none of us was perfect but we, we had a foundation and a thing that i believed in and as i got older and started recruiting and, and, and having built relationships with families not just the player but with families you know there were several times that i could have left here and i gotta admit and I don't know how the guys do it, but I got to admit, what flashed through my mind was me sitting in all them living rooms and the moms and dads asking me, am I going to leave? And I don't know how coaches can do that. They know they're leaving and they will sit and go recruit a kid just to get, you know, some credibility for their own name. I just refuse to do that. I had kids that went through recruiting. Uh, I know it's a big decision. It's not a four-year decision. It's really like a 40-year decision. And I just don't want to be that person to set a kid up and b believe in all this stuff and then turn around and just be that guy that leaves. And, and, and mentally, I think that's bad on kids. Like, you're putting trust in men. And the majority is men that's recruiting them. And a lot of these kids have men leave their life early. A lot of these kids I recruit don't have dads. And so I just don't want to be that person. You know, I don't want to be that person that make them feel like, hey, I want to trust a man, whether the man is white or black. I just, you know, in our time now where we live in, 
men have to step up and be more of a man to these young men that's coming up in the world. So that's that's always been my take on it. Uh, Coach, that's uh, I've done this a long time because <laughs> I'm old, older than you. Uh, that's one of the, I'm going to use a strange word, but I think you'll be okay with it. That's one of the loveliest answers because it came from your heart that I've ever heard in broadcasting, and I go back to the 1970s, and I hope we tape that because I want to play that again. And uh, it's it, it's one of the reasons the first time I, I stuck a mic in your face, I walked away and said, you know, I don't know this guy, and I had done some research on you, obviously, because this guy's spectacular. And as usual, what I tell Bennett all the time, I was right. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that, man. But that's that's just the truth. That's the truth. And I think I think Stoops feel that way too. I mean, that's why he's been here nine years. We just was raised in a little small town where it was all about values and family, and you did your job, and you know, you just basically your word was your word. Let's talk about coming out of the Georgia game, Vince. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we go with a loss, but coming out of that brutal three-game stretch with UK is two and three, uh, is it? You got to be thankful you got a, a break this week and a bye week, and in preparation for Mississippi State, where Mississippi State has to play Vanderbilt, which is pretty much a practice game for them. But uh, <laughs> you, you got to feel good that you can get some of the wounds healed and and move forward from there. But I'm I'm sure a lot of the uh, issue with the coaching staff is like we got to get this team back up because we're we, uh, the team's been running on such a high with these wins and getting ranked and everything that goes with there. It's got to be a mental break for the team, but it's got to be a bit of a let's build the team back up again. Is that true? Yeah, it's 110%. But I, I look at it like this. You know, we had that four-game stretch, and I even say with Missouri, but when you play Missouri, Florida, LSU, South Carolina, we on the road at South Carolina, and then you go to Georgia. There's some teams ranked a little higher than us, actually, and I would love for them to play that schedule in our conference. And Amen. See they, Amen. They turn out. And so <clears throat> what I look at is I think Mark did a really good job of bringing our team back together. You know, that was, you know, I, I'm, I'm still a little confused why people say, why did we score? I mean, I'm still confused on that. I mean, we run in our offense. We, 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 we still going against the number one defense in the country. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. I thought for the most part, Leo called, a spectacular game, and I thought we'll play very well. There were parts in that game, if you pick up the fumble, if we don't get two field goals blocked, uh, if we pick that fumble up, it's 21-14 probably going into the fourth quarter. Now you now, now you're butt a little more That's tighter. That's a ball game. I'm talking about yeah. Georgia. And so I thought Mark did a really good job. We came back. We had a bye week, and he really – Rallied the team that Monday. We had a uh, every guy came in there, and I think, and Alan, you get a you get a you can appreciate this. Eighteen when we lost to Georgia, I think guys came in there and they was like, "Oh, I'm glad that's over." When we <laughs> lost to them this time, every person on that plane, I heard guys in the locker room. I think they realized we let we competed with them, but we, that game could have been a lot more different if we capitalized just on a little thing here and there. So I thought Mark really bought us back i know we needed this break we had a lot of guys dinged up and now they're resting so i really feel good about how we're going to finish this out i think mark does a great job after a bye of um you know pulling our team together so 
I'm excited. I think there's still some great things ahead that we can do. I think people don't even realize that. I mean, we can win out and go 11-1, and one and we sit there and we could be sitting in a pretty good situation. You know what I loved about the mistake that happened about not picking up the ball in the couple blocks? It wasn't the – you know, people say this, and I know you hate it, and I don't like to even say it. It wasn't the same old Kentucky because your kids kept on fighting. And I think no there would have been a lot of teams and other years at Kentucky that – it's not that they would have quit, but there's a kind of depression of confidence a little low than the other team scores again, and now you're in such a hole, you're in a lot of trouble. Your kids were still flying around, and I was watching for that like a hawk. I mean like a hawk. And, and your kids didn't quit. And, and, and the other thing is, and, and I know Michael has another question, I thought this whole thing about scoring at the end was absolutely unequivocally stupid. I've always felt that. And when people would yes. complain this, a long time ago, before you got here, well, they're running up the score. Well, stop them. You stop yes. them. If you can't stop yes. them this clock, you yes. should score. And so your kids yes. feel good about what they did because they scored. You're saying to your kids, play 60 minutes, play the whole game. That's what they did. And people that are complaining, shame on them. But you know this, Alex, here's the deal. If we were winning and we were on the one- or two-yard line and the game was a hand, we would have took a knee. That's what most people do. But if you watch everybody where a team is losing and they're driving and they're driving, you expect something. Here's another thing people don't understand. Their starters were in there when that was a 22-play drive to go all the way down the field. It wasn't like it was their third team in there. And if you listen to Kirby, Kirby was like, listen, this is a good team. Don't do not get that twisted. Kentucky is a real good team. So, you know, we, we, we don't apologize for nothing. We never apologize for when we start recruiting and beating schools, and we ain't going to apologize for scoring a damn touchdown. So it ain't no big deal to us. <laughs> That's a great comment. <laughs> Amen to that Woo! right there. You know, I, I can see why your uh, your uh, your grandfather was a minister, because I think you've got the same traits as well. But, you know, you you mentioned a couple of minutes ago, Vince, about other teams that are ranked ahead of you and how let's see them go through the stretch that Kentucky just went through. I'm with you. I, 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 and I'll name the teams and, and won't hesitate. I, I'd love to see Cincinnati go through that stretch. Man. I'd love to see Coastal Carolina, who we just saw lose to App State last night go through that stretch uh but but do you feel it because the fan base is getting different as well when it comes to not just the players but you know oh here we come here's how we're going to lose this game and now we don't feel that anymore do you think vince that the fan base has changed do you think it's now starting to change slowly nationally and how the national yeah. media and how people perceive kentucky football oh no no doubt and I was just doing an interview, I think it was yesterday, uh, about recruiting. And they asked the perception of national recruits looking different. I said, you look at that Florida game, and we had about 300 recruits in, a lot of national recruits. And you look at that atmosphere and how this fan base. (laughs) Dude, I, I, I was in two Super Bowls. I was in a lot of big games. And I never, that's way up there. I never. It blew. It really blew me away. Me and Mark came in after the Florida game, and we just had a minute in the locker room. And I remember we were both so exhausted because it was like pandemonium. And it was just crazy. <laughs> but we looked at each other and was like, I was like, man, could you believe that atmosphere? I mean, yeah. it was crazy. So I think nationally, yes, it is. And 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 we're still coming. You know, that's that's the great thing about it. Uh, I think you know, getting Liam Cohen as you know, Brad White is always a good. D coordinator doing a good job, but Agreed. getting Liam 
it allowed us to take the recruiting at that position higher. And we want a lot of guys. I think in the next couple of weeks, you'll see a lot of, you know, skilled guys make decisions in our favor. So, I mean, that's an exciting thing. Vince, I'm not putting you on the spot, but I know how you dream, at least I think I do. Uh, Mike Leach, who is a friend and wrote a review for my book, Cut to the Chase, told me a long time ago, long time ago, that he wanted to become the Kentucky coach and thought he could win a national championship here. You guys, to your credit, have changed everything, which is so difficult to do, in my opinion, on this level. Am I being stupid by asking you, do you dream about the fact that you're now at this level and I think this will continue, it can get higher? Do you think someday, is this stupid that you you guys can play for and win a national championship? If that's a dumb question, tell me it's dumb. Man, that's dumb for you to even think not to ask that question because all you got to look at right now, I mean, 2018, we, I mean, we finished, what, 9 or 10 in the final rankings for the playoffs. So we were close. We would have beat Georgia. That's what it was. Look, let me ask you this. When we first got here and Vandy was beating us by 40 the year before we got here, and we was losing to South Carolina by, in the 30s, did y'all ever think that we would jump all them guys and start beating Florida and beating all them guys, and now it came down to it'd be game day and we'll play Georgia for the first place? No, I don't think a lot of people thought that. I know Mark Absolutely not. thought that. I know I thought that. But So I, I don't think it's far-fetched at all. I think when you have support, when you have a good administration, I thought I think Dr. Capaluda has been awesome, Mitch Barnhart, uh, Mark Hill. Just, you've got to have that other support for this thing to be where it needs to go, and we're real close. And, and I don't think it's far-fetched for you to even say that, Mike. You know, hey, you got to start thinking like a true Kentucky football fan and, and saying that, you know what, we're going to get there real soon. Uh, no disrespect to the people before you, but the day Mark was introduced in that big show that you guys put on, which was which is smart and very good, I went on TV and said this is the exact quote. If Mark Stoops is any good, he's going to need – five years before people realize it because there's so much less talent here than anyone realizes. And I think one of the keys is Mitch's patience. And and, and Mark has said this, that this situation was much worse than he thought, and he knew it was bad. Come on, you guys, this is what you do for a living. You're smart. Besides your smarts, what you do. And and I don't think people realize how tough it is block by block to build a program that's a have-not. And the public is, they want instant gratification. I I just think you guys are lucky and blessed they gave you time, and now you guys are showing you can do anything. Well, I think the one thing which is true, uh, Mitch and the administration, Dr. Capaluda and all the people that's involved gave more time. But I think what they've seen, and I don't know if you remember this, Alan. Remember 2013, we had our first signing day when y'all guys come and interview me. And I think a couple of you guys asked me, we had finished like 26. And it was like a real big deal. And then I said, we're already on. We're going to do better at 14. And a couple of the media people looked at me like I was crazy. Like, dude, what are you talking about? Y'all just came I smiled. <laughs> I, and, I smiled when you said that. I said, oh, we got some guy with, with who's going to say, hey, I'm here. Get out of my way. Yes. And if you remember, Alan, we signed that year. We signed like 13 four-stars. I think we finished like 16 or 17 in the country. So I think our administration seen where we were going in recruiting. I think they did not make any effort to go into Ohio, which I still don't understand. 
But when Mark got the job, that's the first thing he said to me was like, man, you know, we're going to shift this and let's go take this thing up north and make a, you know, just make, just say, hey, you want to play great football? The last SEC uh, championships, national championships were won by SEC schools. We think we play good football up north. Let's come down here and play some football with these guys. And I think when we start doing that, they started seeing that. And to me, Mark Stoops went 5-7 and seven that next year. We just had a young team. Remember, we started off 5-0, and oh, and then it was like, you know, our them young guys can't keep up with this league. And then it was 5-7, five 5-7. Seven, five seven. And I think it was C.J. Conrad's class with Josh Allen, to me, that really started this thing uh, to get us going to five straight bowls. So I think you've got to give people time, but – you can give some people time, and they still mess it up. I think they've seen where Mark is going. That's the thing. I, I know you got to get going, Vince. Let me ask you one more question before we get to let you go. And I, I tell you what, you're a good person. I, I, you know, I've told you before, <laughs> after we've had lunch together, how much I love you and how much you've meant to this program, how much you meant to me. But let me ask you this, because <clears throat> y'all keep talking about the national championship. Every time you turn around. Auburn's done it. LSU's done it. Alabama's done it. You get a new locker room. You get new facilities. You get new something, new this, new that. Do you think Kentucky has the facilities it needs to win a national championship? And if it doesn't, do you think we have the support to get those facilities? I can say this with God sitting to the right of me, yes. And the reason why I say that is Mitch has done pretty much everything we need it. Uh, Dr. Capilouz, I mean, when you got the new facility, it became one of the top 15 facilities in the country. Uh, with Joe Kraft, you got people, and I'm just saying, you got people who are willing to invest in, in, this, in this football program. So, yes, it can be done. Uh, you got a lot of the guys in this community that really, really, really uh, wants to see this program do well. You know, I can go to Bruce Drake. I can go to uh, sets are just guys that really want to pour into this program. So, yes, it can be done here. Uh, I think the next thing, and I know, you know, that's that's a Mitch and Mark thing about the indoor. I mean, that's, to me, I think we have every, we have everything here to get it done. Just, well, after I've seen that facility and after I've seen that crowd against LSU and Florida, if we can be like that week in and week out, you can do it here, and it's it's not even an issue. I can't agree with you more. I have never felt the upper level up in the press box versus Florida shake as much as it did to the point where I had to get out of there. It made me very nervous. But on the other hand, I wanted to experience the crowd. It was so much fun. The tailgate was fun. And I'm going to say as, as a representative of Big Blue Nation, I can't thank you enough. We got six more games to win, and I'm looking forward to it, my friend. No doubt. Hey, I got to say this in the last thing. Alan, you appreciate this. So when that Florida, when they start running on the field, right, you remember the Larry Bird, when Larry Bird won the national championship and he's running off the court and people bumping all into him? That's what I imagine when I seen people running in the stands. I was like, oh, I got to get out of here. And I, people were like hitting me. And, and I was like, oh, but it felt so good. And I really appreciate this fan base. I really appreciate you guys. Let's go and try to make history some more. Let's win these games out and, and get to a big-time bowl game. Uh, the two things that really stick out, first of all, you're always a great interview. Everybody knows that. The way you just said felt so good. But earlier, and I hope people listen to the podcast, when you talk about your family, when you talk about your grandfather being a minister, when you talked about how you grew up, about trusting people, when you talked about how you 
go in young people's lives who often don't have a lot of money or have men who leave their lives and you feel responsible to stay with them uh that's vince those were beautiful comments early on in the interview and uh michael and i want to say thank you you don't need nothing from either one of us but uh anything you need from us we're here yeah we're having lunch sometime soon i appreciate it buddy i I really really appreciate you guys and alan it's really good hearing from you man i haven't seen you i was wondering where you were at man I was hiding with a big beard. I love it. You guys yeah, do a so great did job, we. It hit his face. Yeah, you guys do a great job, man. God bless you guys. Have a good day. Uh, same, Thank you, Vince. Same to you, Vince. Back, back at you. God bless you. That's Coach Vince Merrow, the University of Kentucky football team. We really appreciate him joining. I, 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 you said it right there. He is, to me, probably my favorite interview. I love, and if even if I'm not doing the interview, I love listening to him. Right. And, and he has a... He is so secure with himself as a person, and and that's something I don't want to go on a crazy tangent. But there's too many people in life, you know. And they say, well, you know, it's just young people. That's nonsense. People in life, young people, old people, whatever, that are not comfortable in their own skin. He is, in my mind, doing this. I guess we're going to start 45 years. I thought I was done at 44. <laughs> uh, he is, in my mind, one of the most secure, grounded caring individuals who just happens to be a football coach exactly and and so i think no matter what vince did he'd be unbelievably successful you know when some people say well that person needs sports to be successful you know there are some people that's true it really is but there's a ton of people in sports who would be successful no matter what they did a ton more than people realize and vince is one of them Vince Vince could go into insurance would be a great salesman. <laughs> That's exactly correct. <laughs> he could sell anything. Let, let me get to a couple of tweets real quick. Yeah. Uh, and you can tweet us at uh, Just the Cat Radio. Bluegrass Jack said, Vince talking about not leaving the kids he recruits and about being a man may be the most incredible thing I've heard him say. Big dog never ceases to amaze me. You know, one of the things that we both really appreciate, and it seems to be a little more every day, which is a beautiful thing, more and more of you are tweeting some of the things that's going on, yes. and you all will help us grow the show. And and we all here, bad grandma, uh, <laughs> we yes. need to say thank you because the success of the show is based upon based you guys. On, exactly. And, and so never let it be said, and we will say this occasionally. You don't want to say it too much because people say, ah, rah, 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 rah. but how much we appreciate what you guys are doing to help us on Twitter and Facebook. Exactly. Let's get to Bearded Clovis, who said fans need to start believing the way Vince Morrow believes. Yeah. yeah. And I can I continue to say his name wrong. It's Vince Morrow. And for some reason, I don't know why. And I know his name is Vince Morrow, but I, there's times I say Vince Morrow. You, you know what this genius Michael Bennett did? What? So before we I, go I know, on the I air, he, he he scolds me. Michael likes to scold me, and I do the same to Michael. I mean, let's be in our in our going up and back goofing around. He scolded me about making sure I said his name the right way, exactly, like, like he was the be all end all. And then you know what this turkey does? <laughs> I mispronounced. And, and the truth is, I'm glad he did it before me yeah. because I'll probably still do it again. Now, if somebody wants to contact you about advertising, we've had already some lovely response. Michael, you can email me at michael at uh, justthecats.com. That's all you have to do. And you can find out how economical it is to advertise on the show. Hey, if you want to be a part of the show, you can text us on the Thornton's text line. All you got to do is dial 502-414-1450. That's 502-414-1450. 
1450. And, and you know, if you feel the urge to give us a call, we might take some calls next hour. 502-384-1450. How much time do we have before we take a break? Uh, we've got 90 seconds. 90 seconds. Okay. Off the top of your head, we'll start with Scott. Scott Padgett, who, who was – I Scott was really special. Vince was spectacular. Best thing you heard from Scott this morning was? I, you know, you told me beforehand, I didn't know if I wanted to believe you or not, how funny he was. Why would you not believe me? When, I have, just, I ever, when I, have I ever lied to you? Well, <laughs> I've never lied to you. No, no, no. I've never lied to you. I agree. We've Settle argued. down. Okay. It's, it's maybe exaggeration. No. Okay. All right. I just thought he was funny. I mean, that that's what caught me off guard, how funny he was. So that's part of joy. Even though I told you. Stop. Okay. Yes, no, no, seriously. Yes. He, he, now, you know, it's a little different now, now, being, now being serious. When you're face-to-face with somebody, it's a little different. Absolutely. And I have honestly not talked to Scott in years. We've sent a couple text messages up and back, but yeah, not a lot. Yeah. Now, so I'm not going to say we're besties or something like that because right. I'm just being straight. But. There are certain athletes that go back to the 80s and 90s and more so then than the last five to 10 years because the way the media changed and, the, and, and, and how you could talk to them, we'll get into that some other time, that I feel really close to. That I think, even though Scott and I hadn't talked in a long time, I think Scott has a bond with me because we did so many interviews and yeah. private conversations as right. well. And right. he's a wonderful guy. How about Vince? What, what was what to me? We got ten seconds. Right. Vince is ridiculously special. We'll talk more about when we okay. come back. It is Mr. Bennett. Yes, and Alan Cutler on just the cats. Hour two coming coming up. for our number two of Cutler and Bennett on Just the Cats. Mark and I are close. We're from the same Western PA in Youngstown. He talks, he's yins. I mean, he's one of my guys. Um, But what he's done here, which took time, this didn't happen in two years. He did this over a period of time. I called him after Georgia and he was upset. I thought we could have played better. I said, Mark, it was a rock fight. It was a rock fight. You're not gonna have execution. You're trying to survive. And your kids never budged. That crazy call, the fumble, I thought this was gonna be a, and then they score one play later. And it kind of changed things. Ladies and gentlemen, I have taken Michael Bennett's microphone away from him, and I'll explain why in a second. There'll be times I'm going to do stupid things, and I've already done it, by the way, in our first week. So if I don't say that, Michael could crush me because he'd be true. Michael Bennett is an idiot. And you hear him laughing, and he has no microphone. I've taken his microphone away. It's on the other side of the table at Dupree Financial, our lovely host. And he's not getting it back for a minute. Here's what happened. So if you're just joining us, thanks again for Scott Patchett was great. Vince Mauro was great. Here's the deal. Before we start at 9 o'clock, I explained to Michael, waiting to the last moment, 
that, Michael, you and I need to shut up after the open. Me too. I need to shut up because we're going right into a Cal soundbite. So what does my dear friend Michael Bennett do? As soon as he hears the open, he starts talking. And he says he's sorry, whatever the whole thing. Douglas, our producer, did a great job because the mic wasn't on. Well, we didn't know that, and I'm destroying Michael. So now I'm not going to tell Michael Bennett that we're running another Cal soundbite talking about Mark Stoops because we had just had Vince Maron, which is the best interview, best comments I've ever heard from Vince, and he's spectacular, and Michael thinks the same thing. I'm not giving your microphone back. <laughs> not for a minute. You're not getting it back. And so I'm going... Should I tell him and remind him again that we have this really good soundbite from yesterday's Media Day from Cal? No, because he's not that stupid. He won't make the same dumb mistake again. Stop. He will not do it. And guess what he guess what he did? Stop reading and tell us. He started talking over Cal, but Douglas had his mic turned off. And that noise, I apologize. It's me handing Michael his microphone. Microphone. <laughs> Thank you. What are you reading? You're you're so off kilter here. You're reading something and from you're going from on Douglas. Your rant. Okay, from Douglas. And he said he just did something else stupid. By the way, oh, thank you for for. I for, was on. No, no, you weren't on. He said, did Michael just say dial, and then the text number? Nobody oh, dials I, a I number. Know, you I idiot! Know, I know. Nobody you, does. You, you, All right. Douglas, you I love you, text. Douglas. I know. I know. All right. Give uh, the Thornton text line out Thornton again. Thornton text line is 502-414-1450, or if you want to call us, uh, you can call us. And uh, we'll open up the phone lines for a little bit, 502-384-1450, 502-384-1450. Or you can tweet me at Just the Cat Radio. Uh, you can tweet me, too. At Alan Cutler 18 yeah, I need to change that. You're right about that. I say, I think it's fine. Uh, no, no, you, no it was your think, suggestion. No, I think you, I think you leave it like it is. It's well, okay. people know me from Channel 18. Exactly. When well, people over here know you from right. Channel 18. No offense, people in Louisville don't know as much that you work for. I, I, I hate to tell you, that's the truth. I don't know the television stations over in Lexington. Okay, and you shouldn't. I know 18. I know 27. That's okay. it. I know there's more. Well, there's 36. I don't mean to okay. be mean, but. Yeah. As of a couple of years ago, I, I remember the book, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful, the Andy Griffith reruns had more people watching him than, than Channel 36. But they're trying. And, and it's you know what? It's kind of a sad deal. I don't want to get into it. But uh, they don't have support. you got to have support. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Dupree has been kind enough to join us. We just had the best first hour of the show. Yes. We, we really did, in spite Agreed. of the fact that you weren't here. But, but thank you for joining us. All right. Ah. So you want to talk about the media day yesterday? Yeah. Um, are, 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 you think Cal, it, because 2018, they did the same thing. Uh, that's when we had Josh Allen, Benny Snell, uh, Steven Johnson, uh, or Terry Wilson. Who was the quarterback in 2008? I'm drawing a blank. I thought it was you, Terry Wilson. I thought you wanted to talk about media day for basketball. For basketball, yes. Okay. But, but back then, he was fielding questions about the football team. Yeah. He would get and like yesterday, one a year. He he was fielding questions. You think it? Hold on. Do you think it bothers Cal? No. You think that's sincere? Yes. Tell me why. Uh, it's pretty simple. He has always been gracious about supporting other programs. Always been gracious. Uh, he and Mark are friends, and and his teasing thing. They, you know, Youngstown is just like Pittsburgh. Yeah. Because I lived in Pittsburgh. It's yeah. the same thing. So they have a bond that's kind of natural. No, Cal, a lot of coaches are like this. Cal's not the only one. Cal is very supportive of all the programs. Now, if the first eight questions were about the football team, would it bother Cal? It would bother anybody. But it was a question later on. And, and I, I found this is interesting. You know, you didn't watch the whole Cal thing, which right. you don't have to do. And right. I was up to 1130 doing it. And the media ran out of questions. 
which is not the first time. He had 46 minutes, and he's kind of like, can I filibuster? How much time do I have left? <laughs> it, 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 was, it, it was really unbelievable. It's interesting, though, that he did uh, give Larry Vaught, who's going to be on with us tomorrow. He busted his chops. He did about his hair. And, and I tell you what, I busted Larry about his chops, or his, his hair, and his chops, too. You, so You busted Larry about his chops? Oh, stop. You know what? About, about his hair. I busted his chops Elizabeth, about his you hair. you see what I have to okay. deal with here? All right, stop. But, but I, I listen. I agree. Larry's hair is crazy looking, and he said he just recently got a haircut. I think he needs two or three more. Well, first of all, my hair's going to be probably as long as his when I'm done. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which my wife doesn't like. I hope not. Why? Yeah, I don't want. Remember, a lady out. the other night said I had pretty hair. Yeah. Yeah. No. She no. did. She was. Just that's being the truth. Nice. No. No. She, that's yeah. that's the she truth. She was just being nice. Okay. Well, right, I, wait a second. So right. I, I told Larry not to cut his hair. Yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah, and he didn't listen to me. Yeah. He did. So, all right, Cal talked about uh, how the administration has supported all the programs. Right. I mean, he talked about the softball stadium, the baseball stadium. It's true. Uh, as much money as they spent on the football stadium, the soccer stadium, every time you turn around. You know where the else. money comes from? Tell me. Television. Okay. Okay, so so what is happening? But, but, but I'm trying to get to my point, though. Let me ask you this. Do you feel like... Don't give me that look. I'm no, sorry. I'm positive. I just no, it's not a bad look. Okay, okay. This, you know what I'm doing? I'm telling the telepublic. I'm covering my mouth so I don't interrupt you, <laughs> and I don't feel bad. So you got to read okay, me, good. dude. Okay, dude, okay. you're you're but to read my body language, you stink. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> probably because I don't want to stare at your body, so that's why. I have there to you stare, go. I have to stare at your face to read your face. Do you now, think I like doing that? Do you think Cal is hinting around that maybe we need? And because you know they're doing a total revamp. I mean, my gosh, I don't rec recognize Rep Arena anymore. Do you think he's hinting around? You know, you've done all this for all these other programs within the university. Is it time to do a little revamp with basketball? That's not a hint. He's telling it. Yeah. And he's he's done this before. Trying to say it nicely. Why? Okay. Why? Okay. Go ahead. What are you, some guy? That's the fan? New Yorker coming no, out. The, the, I'm a Southerner. I tried to you know hint around and be nice no, about it. You just blurted out. He's not being mean. He's saying we need we need to look. What, what do they need? Was it? I, I'm trying to remember the year, and I honestly don't remember. But a number of years ago, yeah, Cal went on and talked about how. And one of the things that Mitch did that was very good, and I still think the public doesn't realize, everything the men have in their practice facility, women the women do. have, inch by inch. Absolutely. And I have kind of thought the women should have won more, but don't get me started. Yeah. I'll tell you, we'll talk about this some other day. Okay. And I'm not being disrespectful to Matthew Mitchell, and I've said this on TV, so we'll leave it alone for now. And so what he said, I'm, I'm sorry, again, I'm, I'm not going to guess the year. It was a number of years ago that the facility was 10 years old. And that it was way behind. It needed upgrades. Mitch Barnhart said this. No, Cal said that. Okay. And he said it more than once. Now, was he mean about it? No. Was he demanding, like, if you don't do this? No, it was nothing like that. But his way of getting his message out. And, look, Cal, all good coaches, uses the media for their message. The really good ones use it more than others. Billy Gillespie never understood that, which is incredible. Some of the things he was just stupid at. He just was. Well, let's not go back no, to Gillespie. But, 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 let's concentrate but, where we are. But Cal is brilliant at it. Yeah. So it's a thing he wants the public to know that he needs to have every tool because it's the gold standard. And right now in basketball, they're not the gold standard. What he's saying is 
What he's saying is, is that there are other schools in the Southeastern Conference that have caught up, and I'm guessing, and I don't know this, okay, I'm guessing there's probably a couple places in the SEC that might have some things that Kentucky doesn't. Not that Kentucky's being cheap, but as you know, when you renovate something, you sometimes go ahead. No, that was Cal's way of going boom, 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 but he did it in a nice way. Yeah, understood. Now, but don't you feel like uh, yeah please I mean, why don't you walk out the door while i say a couple of things why don't you feel like <laughs> what a turkey <laughs> i mean you know I'm what i know but you just taught me and meanness and that's, <laughs> that's not an easy thing to do uh don't you feel like though those other programs the soccer uh the softball the baseball uh, the football especially, don't you think that they deserve those things? Everybody already has a, a knowledge of how successful Kentucky basketball has been. Don't you think those uh, – because I really feel like before we do anything else, uh, Mark Stoops has done a great job this year and the other coaching staff within the football program that they need an indoor facility that doesn't have a track around it. Don't you think they need that before they do, spend any more money on basketball? Or any money on basketball? Uh, I don't know. Both are needed desperately. I agree. And I think that Mitch could sell both. And if you're going to say what needs to be done first, I would probably say the indoor facility, as much as it hurts for me to agree with you. I, th- I think, you're, seriously, yeah. you're right. Um, but the way they fold bonds, and I'm not a financial guy this way. Actually, Elizabeth could probably answer this much better anyway. <laughs> Get Tom, Tom in here. <laughs> that, you know, the way you can fold bonds over 20, 30 years and that yeah. kind of stuff. The other thing is, when you win, Mark Stoops has helped raise money. Yes. I'm assuming Cal has, and I honestly don't know. And and a lot of coaches, when he got on this level. Well, sure, Cal has. I'm guessing yes, but I honestly don't know, so I have yeah. to put it that way. Yeah. I know there are coaches. I did an interview with Brian Kelly one time when he was a coach at UC, now a Notre Dame coach. And, and one of the things that he said that he really enjoyed about being at UC, and I forgot what small school he was at beforehand. Don't worry about it. We won ahead. a national championship. Yeah. He had a one of his main jobs was to fundraise money yeah. at that school. Notice I said main jobs. Yeah. And now at UC, he was still helping, as he told me, but it wasn't the same. Now, as coaches get higher up, and a lot of coaches will tell you this, they go, I was at a small school. I don't have to do this anymore. So I think Mark Stoops could probably, after this year, Whatever the down payment is, probably raise it with a couple of parties with his bourbon and stuff like that. And I think Mark would be happy to do it. So when you're saying which is first, I'm giving you a long-winded answer. Gee, there's a surprise. Uh, That I think both can be done probably close to each other with the help of both coaches. What were your takeaways from yesterday? I mean, you you said you watched it till 1130 last night. What were your takeaways? Well, it took me so long because I love the New York Knicks, and I've been a sufferer for years. And the Knicks in double overtime with, by the way, Julius Randle played spectacular. And he talked afterwards. He was so tired he didn't even know if he can go home and eat. (laughs) He played 45, 46 minutes. Yeah. And and what did he have? I wrote it down. It was a 38. No, 35 points, 8 rebounds, and... Nine assists. That's become UK fans' second favorite team, don't you think? Well, because there's 8,000 UK players on Exactly. But, and as I've said before, you know, when people say there are too many, they've only made one mistake, and I'm not trying to be mean, but Kevin Knox shouldn't have been drafted number nine. I said that before he's drafted. I'm not being mean. It, look, they dumped the, in the NBA, there were five or six lottery picks from a couple of years ago that got dumped. And this will be Kevin Knox's last year with the Knicks, and he's going to be looking for a job unless something strange happens. You think anybody would pick him up? I mean, has he been, as much as I hate to say this because I like Kevin Knox, has he been a bit of a bust? He's been a total bust. Yeah. Okay, but here's what happens. If the Knicks drop him, and I would, let's not get on the stand show, but if the Knicks drop him, he can make much less 
on the, and I don't know what it is, but it's much less on the veteran minimum. And so could I see a team picking him up for whatever the veteran minimum is, which is millions less than he's making now. And so a lot of guys develop late. It wouldn't surprise me if he really doesn't get off the bench this year. And by the way, the Knicks tightened their bench and quickly didn't play much, and it really bothered me, but it was a great game, and their new players were really great. Yeah. Would it surprise me without knowing anything how this year goes that he gets a chance, let's say, in Portland for the you know under a million dollars? Wouldn't surprise me. Would yeah. it surprise me if he didn't have a job? Wouldn't surprise me. Would it surprise me if he has to go to Europe? Wouldn't surprise me. I right. think it's too many unknowns. Right. But because it's, it's so fewer dollars and so many guys who have been busts, end up becoming nice NBA players with other teams. Remember, he's not even 25 years old. And see, that makes me think I'm going to squirrel on you a little more, and then we got to take a break. Yeah. But it makes me wonder, if we could get an NBA team in Louisville. Can't. And Never I, happened. I, see, I disagree with you. Okay. Uh, but if we could get what that has a roster like the Knicks – don't you think that would be equally as popular, even more popular? Because then when UK's playing, guess what? These fans can come to Louisville, go to the Yum Center, and see UK play all, and even some U of L fans with U of L players. Why do you think? Because I don't want to get on this tangent too much. I can because, give you a very short answer. But really go ahead. Simple. TV. There's two What's things. What's that got to do with it? It's got everything to do with it, by the way. Louisville is a small TV market, okay? And, and they will not have enough reach to sell ads to make up the difference to compete with New York or Chicago or Los Angeles. It's interesting how well Sacramento's done. It's a huge deficit. Here's the second thing, and, and I, I forgot the prices. And, and The New York Knicks prices in the upper deck is now goofy. Well, that's different. That's New York City. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're right. You're right and you're wrong. Now, here's where you're wrong. You go to New Orleans, they're that inexpensive. It's not as expensive. You're absolutely right. But yeah. you have to they're have a giving certain... giving them away. Well, because they can't they are sell giving them away. Because Williamson is heavy okay. and he's not in shape. And, and let, let's not go there. we got to take okay. a break. we got to take a break. But the TV ratings based upon your availability, is huge. And on a Tuesday night, if Louisville's not any good in the NBA, you're going to have a ton of empty seats because there's not enough corporations in Louisville. There are some that will buy tickets to sell the place out. We're coming to you live from Dupree what, Financial Group? That's right. But before you, you, I didn't finish your other answer. What was the question you asked me before that? I have no idea. That's now. what I figured. Yeah, so let's move on. Two old people. Go ahead. Uh, if, if you'd like to give Tom Dupree or any of the people here, they're great people. They're allowing us to use their conference yep. room. 859-233-0400. That's 859-233-0400. Doesn't matter if you live in southern Indiana, central Kentucky, all over the state of Kentucky or outside of Kentucky. They're here to help you. That's Dupree Financial Group. They're located at 237 East Main Street in the heart of downtown Lexington. You want to, what, what, what are our plans next when we come back? I'm going to figure out a way to kind of decide where you're wrong. Okay. Um, That's uh, all you want to do is no, disagree no, no, with me. No, no, not at all. Uh, no, I actually, I don't want to. It's either natural or it's not, and that's a good point yes. because we don't fake it. No, We might destroy each other, but right. it's natural. Okay, we're going to talk about, for a second, Yes. We're going to talk about Jerry Tipton, who's covered the Kentucky Ooh. Wildcats for about 40 years. Yes. And we'll talk about his relationship, and we, we will also talk about some quotes that you and I have from yesterday All right. that will also be apropos. And when we come back from this break, yep. Michael will shut up with the mic off, and we have another comment from Cal. You're not going to talk this that. time. I remember I that. I promise you won't mess it up. This is Cutler and Bennett. Now, back to Cutler and Bennett. What I'm always doing... Um, we recruit really good players, and then they leave right away. Um, we'll deal with it. What's the best thing? For this team, we needed a couple more players. 
And so when you looked around, do you really want to bring somebody here that's not quite good enough, that's going to really struggle here? Well, then you, you go see what the other guys are. And, and in our case, the players that we brought in um, or, you know, Kellen, ooh. now he struggled early because he's never played this fast, but he's not struggling now. Sabir, um, I told him, you're not getting four turnovers a game. That ain't happening here. And all of a sudden you see him, what he's doing. You look at Oscar, he's 255 pounds with 7% body fat. He's flying. Really good comments from Cal about some of the guys on the team. Now, Severe might be the best assist man in the conference this year, again, like last year. What they're doing is telling him coaching-wise, welcome back. It's Cutler and Bennett on the Big X live from Dupree Financial. Thank you for listening. We had two great interviews, Scott Padgett and Vince Morrow, early on. What he's saying is you have to do better at Kentucky. The Georgia coach is going to get fired. Either Tom Green. Absolutely, he's going to get fired. He's a, he's a terrible coach. They shouldn't have hired him. It was just a wow. really bad deal. He's not a good coach. Okay. And, and he did a good job at Western Kentucky. He's not a coach. I'm not going to get into it. On a certain level, certain people belong. He has proven he doesn't belong at Georgia, and there's a reason why he wasn't at Indiana anymore. Is there a place for him? Yes. In the SEC, he's not good enough of a coach. I'm not being disrespectful. He's just not good enough. Are you just saying uh, Georgia's never going to win at basketball? They could. They could if Nate Oates. Because that's what people say about that's, uh, that's, Kentucky when it comes to football. Well, and that's and here we are winning. Nineteen eighty one. I get here. I went on TV and said Kentucky winning football. They just haven't hired the right coach. Because it's harder to win at football. I don't care where you are than it is at basketball. Yes, because you get a Jamal Mashburn by luck or accident at a certain school, and yeah. you can build around them. Right. It's not easy, but is right. it easier? Couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Could, right, let me ask you this before we talk about Cal, because I'm going to get sidetracked again. But uh, We only do that when we open our mouths. <laughs> Are you surprised that Kentucky football hasn't lost more players? Because when the whole transfer rule came out, my prediction was, oh boy, here we go. We're going to lose a lot of players. All the good ones that come to Kentucky, they're going to see, oh, guess what? The grass might be greener somewhere like in Alabama, somewhere else like that, Georgia, or uh, SC or something like that. Are you surprised that Kentucky football has been able to retain no. the talent? See, I, at this point, I'm not either now. No, there's two things. They've lost guys, and some of them were, were really good recruits, by the way, yes. for whatever reason weren't playing enough. And those kids should leave. I applaud them because you want to have a shot at playing. Absolutely. But here's what happens. You're talking about Joey Gatewood, right? Players like that. Gatewood should have been out the door and stoops. My understanding privately, what I heard, plus publicly. You are correct. He, he, he was nothing but gracious, like yeah. Cal would be. That's what you do. you got to take care of kids, yeah. and you say, I understand. Now back to Cal. Okay, so last football point. You're the starting linebacker for Kentucky. You like the culture. You're playing. You have friends. Why do you go to Alabama? First of all, no disrespect to the Kentucky player, Alabama is probably two or three deep. The grass might not be greener on the other side. You have to learn a new system. It's almost ridiculous to leave. Who was the receiver that left Kentucky and went to Oklahoma? Oh, I, I can picture Was that Boyd? No. You're talking about Shane Boyd. I know who you're talking about. Not who, Shane Boyd. No, no, no. It, it, 
and I thought he'd make in the NFL, and he's had a cup of coffee and stuff like that, and I yeah. thought it was a mistake. Yeah. And, and I think sometimes you change the culture and you're not as comfortable, or it's different pressure, those kinds of things. I thought that was a mistake, and yeah. I'm sorry if somebody remembers the name. Give us a text on the Thornton text line at 502-414-1450. Nice. You know, it's nice. it's nice about job. time we had it in front of us. I mean, you know. Um, no, I'm not surprised they haven't lost more players. It also says something else that the culture here is sincere. Yes. It is absolutely. Look, if a backup court, I, I, I'll give you. Who's the backup quarterback at Kentucky? Bo Allen. Right. You remember his dad? No. I covered his dad. <laughs> okay. He was a backup quarterback <laughs> at Kentucky. He's now he now is a bank president. Okay. Very nice man. Respectful. Actually, a pretty darn good quarterback. Best arm in the world? No. Efficient? Yes. Accurate? Yes. Smart? Yes. You want to know the truth? If this were today, and he was a junior, and he had a private conversation with me, and the quarterback in front of him was still in front of him, you know I would quietly advise him? Go somewhere else where you can play. Back then, guys, Jeff Bidette, Dr. John Jeff Wong, Bidette, yes, that's yes, it. Dr. John Wong, I love you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he just texted Jeff, Jeff Bidette, Bidette. That's yeah. Right, yeah. and Jeff Bidette's a good guy, I don't think he yes. should have left. Um, you know, why? You know, too many, too many kids stayed back then. Baker Mayfield is probably not in the NFL if he didn't transfer. There's a lot of quarterbacks that wouldn't be in the NFL. Look, you get one shot at this for four years. Sometimes kids should stay and have some patience, yep. and, and there's sometimes not enough of that. But sometimes it's the right thing for kids. By to the win. way, that's a boring game that's going to be on the NFL Network tonight, the Thursday night game. Isn't it uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, the Browns versus uh, uh, the Ravens? Yeah. So two Lamar Jackson two quarterbacks is number one no in the history of the NFL for most wins at his age of 25. Congratulations. He's really good. Yeah, okay. I'm hey, I want to talk about my friend Terry Page. And this is uh, personal. It's uh, very personal for me because she's helped me a lot. Uh, her mom had a health store, health food store, when she was three. And she's about your age, Michael. She's a naturalist. She's a naturalist. She studies like crazy. I say this with kindness. Terry's going to hear this. She's a lovely freak of nature with her <laughs> thirst of, of understanding things. Okay. Without me getting too technical. I what was does a, she do? Without getting too technical, I was in a bad car wreck. I got hit late at night when I anchored at the end just before January 1st, leaving the TV station. I've had a neck problem for a number of years. I happen to believe in chiropractors. I went to two. I like them. They didn't really help much. I found her by accident. Uh, I'm an idiot. I have to sleep on my stomach. I've had trouble sleeping on my stomach for years because my neck just doesn't turn. And I, you know I do yoga and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's helped it, but I still have a problem. She has helped me so much. It's incredible. Uh, she's the anatomy and how she does something. I'm going to give you a number, and I'm going to tell you she's different. But what I, does she do? She's a massage therapist. There we go. She's a coach. She is a life coach. And 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 by the way, some of the massages, you can get a, a, a relaxing massage. She yeah. does that, and I wouldn't have that done to me because I need her to dig deep in the muscles. Yeah. She is absolutely, unequivocally unbelievable. I, I, I trust her. She's like the best. 
And if I can help her business, Michael, and if you and I can help her business, it would be an absolute beautiful thing. Well, how do they get a hold of her? You know, that's why I'm stalling. <laughs> because the truth is, it. and I knew you knew what I was doing. <laughs> I, I couldn't find her number, and I have all I these, couldn't resist. I know, I'm so I, sorry. Hey, I would do it to you. It's, I am so sorry. And it, you know what the bad news is? Yes. Elizabeth picked up on it, too. <laughs> and you know what she's doing now? This is the first time you've done this to me. I just got the stare that I used to get from her husband when he's sitting in here. Yes. This is, yes. Terry Page. 859-373-0578. Where's she located? She's located in Lexington. Call her. Yes. Call her and set up an appointment. And uh, by the way, she said she would drive to Louisville with her five or six oh, patients. Oh, really? Yes. And she has sometimes. Terrific. Like, she'd do five or six. If it's a group thing, she will do it. 859-373-0578. I'm sorry for not finding the number quickly, <laughs> Terry, because she's going to hear this. And I'm going to get busted. But you know what she'll do? She'll laugh. She's, she's unbelievable about understanding pain. One more time, 859-373-0578. Was that the worst commercial in history? Yeah. Uh, coming from a person that's award-winning 44 years in the business. I wasn't award-winning for commercials, Okay, by the way. whatever. And then guess what? I'm never going to be award-winning for commercials. And <laughs> if somebody wants to contact you about advertising in the show, uh, You can uh, email me at michael at justthecats.com and let me know uh, uh, how I can contact you. And guess what? We're going to show you how economical it is to get on this program and the podcast and and we're looking for everything. So, anyway, that's how you do it. Talk Michael about, at justacats.com. I apologize. Uh, talk about what Cal's trying to do. What's he trying to do? Finally, and I want to see it first <laughs> because he's talked about Win? This. Win the title? Um, <laughs> I think he's got a shot at winning another one before he's done. Okay. Okay. And then he said, by the way, he wants to put up five more. I need a proof. I, do, 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 yeah. Just say it. I need proof. I mean, after a nine, listen, it's not just the nine win season last year, but it's been a few years where we feel like oh, we we had the team, we had the team, we had the team. I need proof in the pudding. I'm not buying into it yet, and it might not be until February. That's fine. When I do, you should think however you want. And I think Cal would be okay with that. Cal doesn't care how you think. No, he doesn't care. He doesn't care how I think. He doesn't care how fans think. He really doesn't. Now, he, I'm not going that far. He, he will sometimes get rubbed the wrong way if, if Eric or somebody tells him something, then he will respond, and he, and he does it in a subtle way. Most of the time, he could care less. Yeah. Not 100% of the time, because that's nonsense. Is he going to play Dante Allen? He said something which tipped me off, which says he's down the list. He said, Dante is better, but there's a lot of competition. That's Cal's way of saying, I really like him, but kid, there's people in front of you. Now, hang on a second. If somebody's honestly in front of you, this what, what can you do? I, I don't see how he plays significant minutes. I this don't year. see how he gets a fair shot. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. You're not at practice. No, I'm and, not. And you're you, right. And I was reminded by that and, by assistant coaches last and, year. And guess what? They're right. Yes. You're not at practice. I agree. And you don't know basketball. No, not not even close. And, and by the way, I don't know basketball like Cal either. Let's not be stupid here. Exactly. I mean, I'm going to be a jerk. Do I know more basketball than you? Yes. Am I an expert? No. The coaches sometimes make stupid mistakes. They absolutely do. But if you're at practice and you were a coach and you took, let's say you took an independent coach quietly and you were people on the wall, somebody that you trusted wasn't at Kentucky, but would kind of whisper to you. And they would tell you, let's say you went to 10 practices and they would say, you know, Alan, this kid is really good, but he's only in a ninth best player. Okay, just yeah. hypothetically, then how dare can you say that? Because you know, although he's a, he's a, seems to be a lovely kid, and he's from Kentucky, and everybody wants a Kentucky kid to do well. Absolutely. But what about the seventh kid? So if the seventh kid deserves to play more, shame on you, Michael. Hmm. 
Right? If if you're the if, if you're the parent of the seventh kid and he deserves to play more, why should that kid sit? Why are you yelling at me? Uh, because, because you're wrong. <laughs> okay, because I'm wrong. I'm not going to argue with you right now because of the fact that we haven't seen him play this year. You're right. I haven't seen him play in practice. But give me a break. I want to see the kid play. And Cal left him out in this particular game last year where he was leading score for the team, and yet he doesn't get into the second half until seven minutes after the second half started. You know what the bad news about That's you? why. You know the bad news about your comment? I agree with it a thousand percent. <laughs> See, that's why and, it, it and, infuriates me. And you know what me. I was doing? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. I was screaming at the television. <laughs> no, come on, man. I'm being honest. And you heard and, me ask that question. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm trying to remember the game, and I'm going blank on it, but I know exactly what you're talking about, obviously. because I've been Mississippi State, I, I think. I, I don't it. remember. It doesn't matter. Go ahead. Actually, and you know what I really thought? I'll yeah. go one step further. As much as I don't like being on your side, yeah. I thought he would start the second half. So did I. I thought there's no way Me you too. can sit him out. And then, Me by too. golly, he's out for seven minutes before he checks in. And, and even if you don't start him, he should be the first guy in. When that, I say to that, me, makes no he, sense. When you say he can't replace the center, but in reality, he could replace three or four people. And then four last year, because they were so light when it comes to depth. This yeah. year, he could, repro- he could probably replace three people. I just hope we have enough big men. That's my biggest concern. This year with football, and I said this before the season started, my biggest concern with football was do we have the receivers? And it's kind of been proven we're on the verge, but we still don't have enough. With basketball, I'm worried we don't have enough big men. I'm not sure there'll be enough receivers next year, too. Exactly. Uh, the kid from Lexington probably would be playing a lot if he was healthy, and he's got ridiculous speed, and they're bringing in some nice guys. They might be another year away. Yeah. And, and one of the things is, and you're right about this, is that Levis needs to throw the ball more so that when they recruit players, yes. they actually see it because you can't recruit if you don't throw the ball. Yeah. So they need to throw the ball more partly because of that. Well, proof was the fact that we had a player coming to Kentucky and then he decommits and then goes to U of L and makes the comment, why do I want to go play for a school where they're not going to throw the ball well, to me? But he's not the only one who feels that way. But it, yeah. that hit the point. Well, that was the point. And the point's well taken. Yeah. The yeah. point's and absolutely the, well taken. And it has been changed. And I love the fact Liam Cohen comes in here. And Mark Stoops saw that he needed somebody like that. And they're showing those people that, guess what? We are going to pass the ball. we got to take a break. Okay, but let me throw this up. Let's go to the break. And there's no Cal soundbite coming up, so don't worry about talking <laughs> first because you can talk first. Um, not just the wide receiver, my friend. So I, I, I like the quarterbacks on the team. But they need to throw more to also step up and have a shot at recruiting an elite quarterback. Mm-hmm. So there's too much attention. I'm, I'm not knocking anybody here, by the way, because right. if I wanted to, I would. I'm not. But by throwing more, that'll give more of an arena and scope and possibility for recruiting quarterbacks as good as Vince's. And guess what? Throwing the ball opens up the running game, too. So that's going to keep those running backs coming into Kentucky. Yes. Okay, thank you. I agreed, Do you I, want to I, text? I, was, I agreed with you twice in, <laughs> Do you in want to text us? That's enough out of you. Hush up. Uh, <laughs> Thornton's text line is 502-414-1450. Or you can call us at 502-384-1450. Or tweet us at Just the Cat Radio and uh, Alan Cutler 18. So No, it's Cutler 18. Uh, it is? It's just, oh, it's just Cutler, just 18. Cutler 18. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll get it right in a minute. No, you won't. Anyway. Cutler and Bennett on the Big X. Now, back to Cutler and Bennett. Welcome back, everybody, with the one and only Michael Bennett. I'm Alan Cutler, live and in living color with Elizabeth Dupree, who's 
gave me a hard stare that I probably deserve. <laughs> they are gracious hosts, and check them out financially to pre-financial. They will help you out. Yeah, now, you can get a hold of them, 859 859- Two three three zero four hundred, and they're located two thirty seven East Main Street, in Lexington. Uh, I don't know Steve Thomason. Uh, says he's a big Wildcat fan. Says those two interviews were awesome. Talking about the Scott Paget and Vince Morrow thing, which were it was they were absolutely yeah, spectacular. Were. So, yeah, uh, do you know anything about Barbie pins and the history of Kentucky basketball? No, I have no idea what okay. you're talking about. So uh, Jerry Tipton put this in a column, and I've done stories on it years ago about how Adolph Rupp was superstitious about Barbie pins. So okay. he did put that in there, and Cal is into Barbie pins. I don't know who uses Barbie pins in today's world, but that's what he put. Why would a man use Barbie pins? Well, I'll I tell you the story. Elizabeth just held one up. <laughs> Cal doesn't use them, and Adolf Frupp didn't use them. Yes. So let me tell you a story I thought Tipton would know about. Vern Hatton was one of the great Kentucky players of all time. Yes. Uh star of the 58 team that won the national championship, as you recall. I covered that team. <laughs> he is very, his, he's one of the funniest people telling Rupp stories that I've ever been around. He, he'll bust your gut. Right. So they're in New York. I can't remember the year. They're, they're playing something, and they found out which way Rupp would be walking to get some breakfast and take a walk. So they go outside a couple of players, and they literally got this box of Barbie pins. Think about this. In New York City. And outside the hotel where Rupp would be walking, they put all these Barbie pins <laughs> on the street. Rupp picks them up, and he goes, by golly, boys, we're going to play well tonight. I found all these Barbie pins. So that was jokes that the team would play on Rupp right. way, way back when. Right. So Tipton put in his article that Barbie pins have been part of you know UK basketball. Rupp liked them, but he didn't tell the Vern Hatton story, so I'll edit. Uh, Tipton and Cal have a very strange relationship. Um, they'll never be besties, which Tipton could care less about either because he has a job to do. And, and now Cal was kidding, but he wasn't. Mm-hmm. He said, Jerry, would you like me to tell you what your nickname is? And, and Jerry said, sure. I said, now there are women in here I can't. <laughs> uh, Jerry Tipton's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, and Jerry Tipton doesn't realize. And, and by the way, if somebody dislikes you and you do what he does, it's really not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But he's disliked more than people realize. I almost got into a couple fights with him. See, I wouldn't like that. If I knew a, a lot of people not, disliked me, I, I, that would bother okay, me. Okay, but for different reasons. So yeah, you, you're, I in a, you're in a scrum area, yes. and you're getting really tight to do an interview. Yes. And so he likes to get forward like we all do. He hit, hit, and pushed away my cameraman many times through the years. Oh, my gosh. One of them was a guy named Zach Tucker, who's in Nashville. We're still really dear friends. Yes. And Zach would purposely to make me look bad and he's carrying all the equipment going everywhere on his shoulders he's a big he's not big but he's thick he's he's a right. really strong dude right. he would purposely for training purposes show me how good a shape he's in we go upstairs and he'd take two steps at a time carrying all the stuff wow and i'm i'm struggling huffing and puffing yeah, going yeah. up because i was okay. much heavier then all right so where are you well, going he hit zach the first time i mean and and, and he saw zach and so, and Zach is about, to, literally, wants to... When you say hit, what, what do you mean? I mean, literally bumped him out of the way. There you go. Camera's okay. on his eye. Wow. He, okay, you could, you could really hurt somebody. That would somebody. hurt, yeah. Yeah, he, he could have gotten hurt. Yeah. I went over to Jerry. I said, if you do that again, I said, I'm going to get in trouble because I'm going to knock you on you, you know what. He said, what? I said, Jerry, shut up. Don't you ever do it again. He then did it shortly after that again. And I had to keep. You mean that, the same day? No, a couple weeks. Oh, okay, okay, okay. In, in the same season, not wow. that long. Wow. And, and I had to keep Zach from literally beating him up. Yeah. 
And, and Zach would have put him in a hospital, which you can't do. He'd have lost his job. I would have been in trouble. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. And he did it over the number of years. To say he did it to us eight or ten times would be a low number. You know, whatever. And, and But he look. What and, was the purpose of it? Well, I'm he, trying to he, understand. Like, he saw him because he wants to edge his way in. Get out of my way. I'm Jerry Tipton. I work for the Herald uh, Leader. I'm really important. Yeah. And there are a couple of times I've said to him publicly, he'd keep on asking questions. Hey, Jerry, this is a press conference. Somebody else can ask a question now. And he would look at me, and I look at him back like, don't you dare. You know, <laughs> you can't ask, look, you can't ask five, six questions in a row. Yeah, See, I agree with you there. You can't do yeah. that. Yeah. You know, you can get a couple. And what's happened now, there's so many more people in the media. It's yes. really tough to get a question in. Yes, It's it tough is. to get to know people. Yes, it And, is. you know, he thinks he's there. You know, And I get it. He's got eight stories in his head that he's trying to do. And he works. He does work really hard. Yeah. He's a very hard worker. Right. And, and, and sometimes he's produced some really good stuff. Okay. And sometimes he's. Back he, to the Bobby Pins. Uh, so, so he didn't put the Vern Hatton story in the Bobby Pins. Why? I, he probably doesn't know it. Oh, okay. I don't so maybe he maybe know the, the history. Well, no, he did know the history. He knew he put it in there that Bobby pins were important in yes. the rough era, and it is kind of cute that that Cal with the Bobby pins. What? Who used Bobby <laughs> pins? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I would say, but evidently they're. they're well, still I don't used. know. I don't know why the follow-up. Not a man would use them. Well, no, no, no. Not that Cal used them. I want to know the follow-up wasn't asked. Cal, why did you get this superstition? Because Cal would have been funny. So I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there watching this thing going. Hello, media. What are you crazy? There's a follow-up question there that Cal would really like. Get off your hands and ask a question. What's he using the Barbie pin? I for? have no idea. <laughs> He's kind of superstitious. But how did it start? So Look, he... the media is afraid of Cal. So do you? Uh, well, uh, mm. Not everybody. Then that's not fair. Not yeah, everybody. Not everybody. But I, I would agree that a good majority, vast majority, I could probably say, are afraid to say anything to him that might come across as derogatory towards Cal. Uh, can I twist it a little bit? Absolutely. I, I'm closely agreeing with you. Yes. And the same thing goes for Stoops, too. Yeah, the, sheepishly, would I, would I would put the word. Yeah. Kind of sheepishly. Uh-huh. And, and it's somewhere in between you and me. Yeah. Because I've been to a million press conferences and stuff like that. And, and the truth is, Cal really likes sparring if it's done in a nice way. Actually, really <laughs> likes it. And you know what? Stoops does, too. Uh-huh. They, they, you know, because uh -huh. they're sitting there, oh, my gosh, I got another press conference. I got to deal with these people. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm, I've always tried to put what I put in my book a ton, walk a mile in my shoes. I didn't say cut to the chase. I'm being very serious now. Yeah, I hear you. And I've always tried as a reporter to say, okay, what's it like for you? And sometimes it helps me. Sometimes I don't do it properly. You think it's a little scary to UK that you and I have teamed up because you obviously don't shy away from questions. I've proven that I don't shy away from questions, no matter how dumb they are. Or not. You think it bothers them a little bit now that they got two guys teaming up that uh, could spark a little fireworks? Talk about a big ego. No, that's not a big ego. I don't think they give a rats. Really? Okay. Fair no, enough. I really don't. Now. Is it possible? I'm sure this is absolutely going to happen. Yeah. That we're going to say something that ticks them off. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't care, and I hope you don't care. No. As long as we're giving honest opinions, and not, yeah, not just simply stirring up the pot for no reason. I've never done yeah, that. I've exactly. been accused of it, and, and and I can't stand. There's a lot of radio broadcasters that do that on purpose. I can't stand it because they give people like me who are open. A bad name. All right, so yesterday Cal made the comment during the media uh, day that they haven't had a bad practice. He said that before. Exactly. He said it numerous times. Right. Why say it again? Because honestly, when he says stuff like that, I don't believe it. Right, there's two things here. He has 46 minutes to fill. Okay. Yeah. And they couldn't 
fill it with questions. The second thing, what he's trying to tell the public, even though he has said it before, that each team is different. And he's trying to say, i got a bunch of kids that are working hard. It's almost predictable, though, because it's going to come, well, we're not practicing very well. It's just kind of like with Mark. Stoops, when it comes to him, is a little next man up. You, you can tell everything he's going to say before he says it. Cal is very much the same way. We're starting to figure out what his process is because there's always the process, and you got to follow the process, and the process is everything. We, didn't have a, we had a great practice. Oh, we're not practicing really well. That's the part of the process that Cal has. Oh, you're absolutely right, yeah. but, but now take yourself say out of it again. This. Say that again, please. Elizabeth, you didn't hear that, did you? She's Good. not paying attention. Okay. That's okay. And, and Douglas, I want you to take those four <laughs> seconds and eliminate it from the podcast, please, Douglas. I'm counting on you. No, no, leave, leave it in there. Okay, so if, if you covered Bill Self and listened to his press conferences for as long as you listen to Cal. Dude, it's the same it's thing. It's all the same? Okay. It's the same. Fair enough. I almost said a word was starting with C. Not a bad word. I don't want yeah. to use it. Yeah, it's the same everywhere. Yeah. It, it's, uh, look, Bill Curry, I'll give you an example. Um, and I, and I still, to my last day, I will never understand why he didn't do a better job. I mean, not only was I so wrong and we'll talk about him, we'll have him on the air. We'll talk about it some other time. Not important right now, but his stories, the first two years were spectacular about race and equality and people and what to do. And, and I don't know if you ever heard him speak. He spoke here a couple of years ago and, and and, and he was, He's just wonderful. Yeah. He each He's been a, on the radio with me before. Yeah, he, he each out of the palm of the hands. How could this guy not be a great recruiter? Right, right. You know, after a couple of years, guess what? He would tell a lot of the same stories again. Yeah. Well, in defense of him, in defense of coaches, you know, Cal actually tries to, and I think Eric helps him out. I, I'm pretty sure of this. I can't swear to her. That, hey, did I say the same story again? So they're trying to do some things differently. I'm guilty as well. So am I. So, yeah, absolutely. So then why are you busting but, his chops? But, but uh, all right, I'll give you an example. Vince Morrow, every time I've interviewed him or now we have, it's been a different interview every single time. If, first of all, how many times have you interviewed Vince? I interv- I've interviewed Vince more than you have. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so, and that's yeah. not me versus you. Thing, Probably but, five, six, seven times. Okay. If Vince did press, I guarantee you this, 101. Okay. If Vince did a Monday press conference, just like Stoops, it's 1,000 to one, not in the first year, maybe in the first year. Yeah. By year three, you'd go, I've heard that remark. <laughs> I-, I promise you. Okay, and and I And I'm going to defend the coach. How do you get around it? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how you get around it, especially yeah. with all the media exposure that goes on. Blue-white games coming up? Yeah. What do you think we're going to get out of that? Not much. Not much. You never do. You know, I've seen kids who played well in the blue-white and didn't do much during the season. It doesn't carry the popularity it once did, does it? You know what? It never carried popularity. I remember when I got here. Then and, why do it? Well, because it's smart. Because what you're doing is you're putting kids through what's deemed as a normal routine. You know, you're you're at the arena, you do your pregame meal, you know, they're setting it up in the same manner as you play a regular game. It's like a dress rehearsal. Right. So I think it's smart. I remember when I got here in the early 80s when they used to have it at, I think it was at Memorial, I, I believe, and they wouldn't even pack it. And I'm going, what's going on? You're not packing it. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's not like Alabama football, the spring game, they have over 90,000. Yes. And what has always surprised me and this is not as true now as it was before, 
there are a lot of people who either can't afford or can't get tickets to games at Rupp Arena, as you yep, know. Exactly. That I always thought to be more of those folks who would say, "Okay, it's not a regular game, but I'll come to that." At least I get to see him live. Right, and, and, and so have that Rupp Arena experience, all of that. Absolutely. I agree with that. And, yeah. and by the way, we've gone in the stands and talked to some people. Those kinds of folks, and I think it's lovely, by the way, mm-hmm. that they find their way in and it's good. I always thought there'd be a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is that it's really good is that kids get to shoot at Rupp Arena Live. We've got about 30 seconds left. Tell us how good the show was. Listen, I loved it. I mean, I, I had zero expectations with Scott Pageant. That's not a cut. I just didn't know him. Fair. And I loved that, and I loved Vince Morrow's, of course. His comment about his father and trust uh, and religion and helping young kids. How can that not stick kids. with you? It was absolutely beautiful thing. Yeah. I want to thank yeah. you. By the way, thanks to you to the audience. We're getting people who are listening in Lexington on the podcast, all these different states. Thank you for sharing the word that Cutler and Bennett were just starting, and it's going to grow because of on you. On Just the Cats.